This podcast contains frank discussions about sex, kink, and BDSM. If you're a consenting adult who wants to learn more about these topics, then stay tuned. In this week's episode of Conversations with a Dom, I chat with Seren Sins, a London-based female Dom and mistress of experiences. You'll learn what drove her to become a Dom, the kind of experiences she offers, and some incredible tips on how you can embrace your desires and implement a little bit of kink into your relationships if you're just starting out. So without further ado, let's get started. You're listening to Chief from kinkyevents.co.uk, helping you create the Dom Sub dynamic you've always fantasised about. Hello and welcome to another episode of Conversations with a Dom with me, Chief, and today we're joined by Moano. Hello. And also Seren from serensins.co.uk. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. Hello. Nice to see you. I, I wanted to talk a little bit about how this came about, actually, because I think the last time we spoke to Moano, she was bent over a... A spanking bench. At, Definitely um, been over something, having a very good time. Yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> at a great one time. Of the, uh, at the events we went to with you, um, doing some great paddle work and flogger work on you. Mm-hmm. Which um, do you remember it? I do. You do. I do fondly. It was great fun. I was going to yes. say people don't forget. No, no, it was it was <laughs> yeah. a good grand old time. There was a big crowd as well. It was, mm. it was a good crowd. See, I wasn't noticing the crowd. I was I was a bit occupied. You were facing the other way. Right? You <laughs> didn't see. So yes, because of that, uh, I thought you'd be a great guest to have on our show. So thank you again. I went on your website, had a little bit of a hunt around to see what it is that you do after that experience. And you have yourself listed as a mistress of experiences, which Mm. I thought was very, very mystic. And um, some of the things you offer are essential massage for couples and women. Uh, you're a dungeon master at kink events which I guess is like the one we went to and you're also the London event manager for skirt club so yeah. that's that's quite a lot it's quite a lot of hats to wear isn't it yeah on a sort of daily basis you yeah well this in. is it and this is why I kind of like to use the term mistress of experiences mm. because I think it's it's highlighting isn't it that there are so many different things mm. you can do in the world and enjoy and, and encourage people to, to enjoy as well rather than just one thing so I thought if I say I'm a mistress it tells one story if I say I'm a mistress of experiences it opens a lot more doors so yeah, it covers a lot there of we things it's great mm. yeah yeah I read a couple of passages from your website which I wanted to read out uh, to hopefully give the listeners an idea of the kind of things you do but also maybe how you ended up doing what you do the passage says I spent many years trying to understand my own sexuality and sexual preferences it took time and patience a lot of experimenting and an openness to explore each new experience that came my way with a happy open heart and I'm so glad I did in undergoing my journey, I discovered that that blissful joy, a sense of empowerment and deep satisfaction can be found in both sensual massage and BDSM. And I realized more and more how much I wanted to share this enjoyment with others, which I loved when I read that. I really loved it. Could you just tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, thank you for asking. I am. Um, yeah, it's, it's been it has been when I say it has been a journey, like it's, it's one that is ongoing. Like I, I always think the journey doesn't end, you know, when it does, that's the day to give up, isn't it? But um. 
it's been a wonderful journey of kind of figuring out what life was about for me and I went for a long time of um, always being really interested in sex and kink and just like alternative sex lives not necessarily for myself but just understanding people's interest in them as well I found it a real fascinating subject I was the kid used to like stay up to watch Euro trash when I was a kid you know like I did <laughs> like, the same I did the same Loved you. Do you know what? I was watching episodes of it last night. I love it. Um, <laughs> on a random, as just, you do. Just home but, to um, random breast. That was my goal as a 13-year-old so kid, so yes. But I definitely, not blame it, but I definitely hold it responsible for, for who I am now because I think I took a young interest in sex, um, even before I really understood what sex was, I think, just knowing that there are so many different ways of exploring it and understanding it. But in my real life, I mean, for many, many years, I was very much doing the kind of heteronormative, monogamous the normal life I was following the path I had the plan to you know buy a house get married have kids not anymore um but you know it took me a long time to realize that that wasn't for me and to figure out what was for me and I still every day am figuring out what is for me because I think these things are fluid and they change and it's lovely to know that in life you don't always have to just be one thing on one journey you can explore that um so me so for me it was um It was very much uh, a realization that I wanted something else from life. I wanted to explore the worlds I'd always taken an interest in, even if it was just to go and view it as opposed to be part of it. Um, But in doing that, I did become part of it and I I learned lots of things. I I went on a bit of a mission to kind of not say no to anything, um, to to say yes and embrace it and learn. Um, And it's been really fun. And I think part of how I've ended up here now, where I am doing what I am, helping others in the same way is, it was a journey that I navigated very much on my own. You know, I went out there with the confidence to explore it and to trust it and to trust myself um, to do it. But I think a lot of women, especially, I mean, men too, but women particularly and couples, um, they don't necessarily have that confidence to know that they have the power to explore on their own. And certainly um, one of the things I noticed, so in, in the early days of going to play parties, where I would go to events like, for example, um, Killing Kittens and, I would go as a solo female and the solo females and the women in the in the room there are gold dust. You know, there's not many of them. And even the ones that are single women go with men. They find male play partners to take with them. Because I think there's this strange kind of um, I don't know if it's an expectation, but a feeling amongst women that I can't quite do this alone. I still yeah. need someone by my side, that protector or that support or something. Um and I didn't. I was very much like, no, I'm here by myself doing my thing. Um, so I think, yeah, that's kind of how I've got to this point is now what I like to do in all the different work I do, whether it's massage, whether it's BDSM, whether it's, you know, educating others or skirt club, whatever. It's a big part of it is this focus on showing women that you can do this alone and it's OK to be solo in this world and explore things for yourself and figure out what works for you. And if you find partners and fun along the way, then great. But it doesn't have to rely on someone else to show you the way. Um, I think that's great I think that's really courageous of you you know I I find I mean we obviously had a bit of a different upbringing um, in terms of sexual um, awareness I suppose Uh, Mm -hmm. I was listening to your podcast that you did with Skirt Club and hearing about how you kind of in school you know you would have those school age experiences where you're kind of like perhaps um playing with the idea of uh sexuality and everything and I found that absolutely fascinating because at that same time I think I was completely unaware of anything having mm-hmm. to do with with sex in general you know like uh, completely out of tune with 
my experiences and my body. So to hear the, the other end of that is is really quite interesting as a woman. But I appreciate yeah. the idea of like exploring it as like a solar a solo uh, female. That's great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, totally. I think this is it. I think at a young age, we some of us just don't know we can and we don't or we're taught by society or our upbringing, our parents, the schools we go to, the communities that, you know, sex is bad, sex is taboo, sex must only be enjoyed with a partner and, and things. And much as those lessons did come my way in some respects, I also just was too busy watching TV and finding out that actually, no, you don't have to do that. And I think, yeah, it's having that um, opportunity to really explore it, um, which I don't think for a lot of women comes till later in life. So it's just knowing that they, they do have permission. It's not shameful. It is okay to own your sexuality, whatever that looks like. Um, mm. And I think it's, it's permission too. I mean, a lot of the women, certainly at Skirt Club, you know, the women only things is, it's so liberating to see females in a room together where not only can they explore their sexuality, but they can actually have a conversation. Because even, you know, you go to the kink clubs and you go to the fetish things where it is male and female and you're very much, you're there for a party. You walk in the door, the music is loud, there's a playroom, it's all great. It's great, don't get me wrong, you have a wild time. But actually being able to have conversations still isn't that accessible to you. And yet you can come to something like the parties I'm part of where women can sit in a room and can actually just sit with other women and say, let's talk about this. How are you doing this? Like, do you have a partner? Do you not have a partner? How long's your journey been? And they actually talk. And that's so important just to have women, like, you know, I'm very lucky in my life. I, ha I have a wonderful, wonderful group of women behind me that are, we, we are friends that have kind of met through this community. And when I try and explain what they're like to other people, I'm like, we are an age range of about 20 years. Some are married, some are single, some are gay, some are predominantly straight some are exploring some are not some have got kids some haven't on paper we all lead incredibly different lives we don't have a common factor the only thing we have in common is the fact that we are all open to exploring this world and not judging each other in it and having those women behind me throughout this journey of my own and knowing that whatever was going on I could tell them about it or I could talk to them and ask what their experiences were and that was our thing we had in common was so empowering to just know these ladies get me our lives might not be the same but they understand that I'm on, a, on, a, on an exploration right now and they support it and they listen to it and they offer advice and, and vice versa. And that's very much what I now try and do with people is to say, okay, we, I live different worlds. I know the world I live in now is a lot more extreme than most of the women I meet, of course, but just knowing that they can feel safe and confident to talk to me about their life and not feel intimidated by it. I think some people feel intimidated by the kink mm -hmm. scene because they're very much like, oh, I don't belong here yet, or I don't know what to wear, or what will people think? And it's I'm, so extreme. It's so extreme, and it, but it doesn't have to be. It can just be a case of, you know what, I might be extreme within it, but I also expect that you're not, and I want to talk to you about it so that you can feel safe to explain, to, you know, to, to figure out where you belong in it and find it for yourselves because mm -hmm. yeah. there are so many different types of events and i, I think mm. people just have this idea of a roman orgy right and that's their that's their <laughs> one idea of what the parties are but we like going to, we do like going to events just to, to speak to people like yeah. one of the things you wanted yeah. to go is to just find other subs to talk to I know, and share I want, experiences I want to get to know other people and you know it's difficult yeah. to do that there's only so much you could do online through yeah. fet life or what have you or forums mm -hmm. It, but actually yeah. trying to get to know other people who are interested in it, it's actually quite a challenge. You know, you have to mm -hmm. go to events that do allow that sort of conversation and like openness yeah. to explore and to have these, you know, these thoughts and 
and yeah. conversations. Because mm. normally, a lot of yeah. them are loud music, like you say, you can't, oh, yeah. you can't talk. People it's are there for it. Get in and get on with it, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Which, and the, again, nothing wrong with that. It's just sometimes you do want to actually have a, you know, in-depth conversation with someone and find out if you actually like them before you, you play with yeah. them. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd love to explore a bit more about the things that you offer. Um, mm-hmm. The one that intrigued me the most was the BDSM session. I know you do one for couples and for single women. So I'm curious what people can expect, what, what happens in those sort of sessions and why do people come to you for it? Oh, sure. What happens in those sessions, eh? Um, if you're allowed to, <laughs> to be a, maybe a secret. Wall. You don't have to give away all your secrets. No, it's good. Um, so with BDSM, I, I more predominantly work with females on their own. Um, if I work with them as a couple, it's more because they, they've asked because they want to learn to be together as a couple. But most of my sessions in terms of kink, it tends to be in terms of BDSM, it tends to be females that come to me, submissive women that want to explore pain, that want to explore um, impact play and being hurt in a safe way. Um, and partly it's because they're also exploring their sexuality within it. They're coming to me because I'm a female and they've got some curiosity around bisexuality or being with a woman. Um, but a lot of it is is just more the curiosity of the actual BDSM version. You know, they want to know what does it feel like to be spanked? What does it feel like to be flogged? And most of them are first timers in that situation. Um, so for me, what can they expect? I mean, my sessions are very, very playful and fun. I am not one of these women who doms and who is just dressed up in leather and is like calling them a whore and a bitch and all this. And that's not my stuff. It's some people's style and it's cool and it's fine if that's your thing, but it's not mine. Like I like to have fun. I like to be very, um, where I do the massage as well. There's a real central side to me as well. So I like to do things with women where they feel that there's a sensuality to it. There's a sense of safety and security. There's nurturing, but it's also really, really fun and it's colorful and it's playful and we giggle. Um, And quite often in some of my sessions, we just end up, I end up in hysterics sometimes. We're just laughing really hard, the pair of us, because of the situation that we've got into and how funny it is that, you know, I'm hitting them or we're playing games and it's it's just really kind of amusing. And, and that for me is a much more fun way to dominate someone, to show them that they can, they can have fun. It doesn't have to be this sense. I think when you talk about dynamics of sort of females um, having sessions together compared to a male female session, I mean, one of the reasons I got into this was because you know, you go to clubs and a lot of the time the house doms in the clubs are men. They are men that are there. And if there are women, it's women that actually are, are dominating over male subs because there's that whole opposite dynamic, which is fun. But again, it's it's a it's the stereotype of either the female dom with the male sub or it's very much the men that are there to, to serve the women. And I think women just kind of fall into the submissive role with men where they don't feel they can have fun. They feel like they have to go very inwards as a sub and, and just um Make not just mind. be dominant yeah yeah mm. it's like that it's all kinds of levels of, of this sense of ownership and power play and I was trying to explain like I might be dominating you but it's not a power thing for me it's more about a fun thing it's more about helping you experience it and um yeah the whole reason I ended up training even in, in doing this was because I had a I had a female friend at the time who for her she really really enjoyed impact it was something her for herself and her own exploration she really needed to explore what it was to be her like you know for some people it's therapeutic and it was for her yeah so we would go to clubs together and she would seek out the the house doms who was always a man and she'd put herself on that bench and she'd let herself get beaten black and blue 
And then she'd walk away and there was nothing more came of it. And we would go home together and we'd end up like sort of spooning up and cuddling and having a nice time. And I started to feel like, why can't I deliver that to her? Like, why does she need to go and seek out these men at the clubs to do that? Where actually me as her friend, I can see she needs this right now. And if I could do that for her as a friend to, to give her that, that you know, like you give your mate a hug when they're down. Like yeah. if she needs a slap on the butt when she's down, then I'll do it. That's amazing. <laughs> right. And it was so fun to realize that and then to, to explore that. And I didn't even see myself as dominant. It was more about this giving to others. Um, and that's how I've got to now with these ladies when they do come to see me and what happens in our sessions is not necessarily this desire to hurt them or for them to be hurt, but just the desire for them to find that part of themselves, to feel safe, exploring it, understanding, feeling pain and know that they're in safe hands and actually I'm going to look after them in the process um, and they can talk to me about it and we can have a chat and a giggle and go for cocktails after, you know, and, and that. So, yeah. It was a tangent answer there, but there we go. <laughs> yeah, I, I think what the, the thing that struck me is when you say helping someone explore, because yeah. that is my style of dominance as well. Like I yeah. get a kick. I think my kink is almost pushing someone's boundaries, but it, it's almost like a, I'm a chameleon. Mentor. I like to know a what a mentor. mentor. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. to know what they're into, and then I give that to them, and that turns me on. Whereas yeah. I think the the like you say the the stereotypical image is you can't laugh it's got to be super solemn and stern mm-hmm. and you can't put high any protocol in, all the time high protocol yeah yeah uh, pr- probably because of films and porn and that's what it, that's what it depicts mm-hmm. but you know uh, and I have people emailing me and they're like oh you know we were doing a scene and then I started laughing and it and it's like yeah and like well <laughs> if that's your style that's then fine. do it there's nothing wrong with that and uh, people yeah. don't seem to get that. So, it's um, so right. I always say to people, I encourage laughter. Like, if you're going to laugh, then I know you're having a good time. It tells me actually you're enjoying it even more than if you were just silent, you know, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I remember and then you our session fondly at, at the right. party that we were at. I mean, it was, I remember laughter almost as much as the the nice sting on my behind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you laughing? I can't remember that bit. Oh, I remember that bit. Yeah. I'll be one thing in about you two by that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was in my own world. <laughs> yeah, you look quite asleep, almost, as you normally do when you mm. get into subspace. Have you noticed an increase in people wanting to experience BDSM in the last few years, potentially because mm. of more, it becoming more common in in society and films and Fifty Shades of Grey? Have you seen that? Have you seen people, more and more people want to explore it? Definitely, definitely. Loads, like daily almost, more and more people are coming into our scene, as we call it. Like, you know, they are getting involved. They want to try stuff. They want to come and explore. We, we, you know, we laugh about certain events where we have like the um, the kink tourists that come in because they're just like intrigued and they want to see. I love that. But I think it's even... I love the kink tourist thing. It's brilliant. But it's like, it's going beyond that now. People are actually not just there for tourism. They're actually like genuinely want to be part of it. And I think you're right. I think it's becoming more accessible um, and also renormalizing it more. You know, like mm-hmm. when I came on this this scene a few years ago and I started um, doing stuff, I felt like I couldn't talk about it with people. You know, I could talk about it with the people I was meeting on it, but friends of old and stuff, it's like this big secret. Can't tell them about it. And some people still have that. Whereas now I'm just like very, very open about what I do. I'm open about the clubs I go to. My parents know I go to fetish clubs because I go home and wow. I wash out my latex and I hang it up in the shower. And they're like, what's that? I'm like, just a latex. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> 
but it's like they don't need to know what goes on there necessarily they don't get those details but i normalize it in the sense of saying i go to places that are a bit more alternative you know we there are people out there that are interested in different things and that's okay like it's not as taboo as it used to be like some of the content can still be a little bit taboo and that's part of the turn on but it's not taboo it's not as alternative as we think it is it's actually more commonplace and I think that's why more people are coming into the scene whether it's BDSM or whether it's more the swinger scene it's just because more and more there is more and more acceptance happening right now and people having conversations where they suddenly go oh yeah I'm actually really into that do you want to try it cool let's do it and then someone goes oh yeah I went to something the other day and they're like oh my god I didn't and suddenly it's the conversation um yeah it's definitely it's about normalizing it all I think a little bit definitely Mm. that's brilliant what would you say are the biggest mental hurdles that you see women men I mean mainly I'm Mm -hmm. asking about women because those are the the clients that you normally work with or even at skirt club that you see what are the kind of biggest mental hurdles that you see women have that are maybe stopping them explore what they want to I think the first thing for a lot of people is that sense of um shame can I do this? If I do this, will my friends judge me? What will people think? Oh my gosh, is this, am I abnormal? You know, and I think that that's the first step. And then once they realize that actually that's not the case and it, and, and, and the, by the time they reached me and was at the point of where you've already jumped that hurdle because you're now here. Um, and if I get an email sometimes from a woman, they'll send me an email and say like, you know, I've, I've always wanted to explore this. I'm not sure. I remember having one lady who she emailed me her inquiry and it was very much like, oh, I've, I've always wanted to do this but I'm scared I'm nervous I don't know what I'm doing it's taking me like two months of staring at your website before I finally sent this email and and I'm here and I'm like the first thing I'm, I say I'm like fucking well done like well done for sending the email like that's the first step you haven't even got into the dungeon with me yet but you've sent me an email that's amazing so it is that first thing of just women's first hurdle is that sense of it's okay to want to explore this it's okay to accept it to recognize it in myself and now do something about it and that particular woman I remember saying to her at the end of our session when she was so filled with herself what she'd done and I said but there are so many women who would have had the same thoughts you've had but wouldn't have done anything about it would never have acted upon it they would have lived the rest of their life always wondering and you haven't you've gone out and done it that's incredible so the first thing is just that sense of courage and and knowing that it's okay even if it's their little secret for now that's fine it's still the first step I think the second hurdle then is just that that thing like I was saying earlier of, of understanding that they can do it alone they don't need someone to hold their hand they don't need a partner there to support it I mean they might have a partner supporting it and that's great and a lot of women come to me there's a boyfriend or a husband back home saying go like go and live out your fantasy I want you to I want you to feel confident blah 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 but yeah it's that sense of knowing that they can and taking that empowerment and then having the confidence to do it and then we start to move into the little hang-ups of things like body confidence and stuff but I don't even think the body confidence is as big a situation as actually just the confidence to know they, they have that power you know a lot of the women that come to me are body confident but that's not what's affecting them mm. necessarily they get over that bit very very fast once they're in the session and I don't know if that's maybe just the way they feel with me um I hope part of it is or whether it's more just that that's just not the bigger issue for them and that's stage yeah i guess if, if you're one-on-one i guess the 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 mental hurdle is the biggest uh, when you're at a party in front of a lot of yeah. other people then maybe the, the i don't know i feel like as a woman the mental hurdle is so like leagues above body image and perhaps mm-hmm. that's the difference in our perspective as man and woman but like uh even though i have my own body image issues that's that's so far mm. down the list when i do actually go to play spaces and i still feel intimidated i've been to a few now but i i get mm. quite caught up in the idea that 
I can't believe I'm doing this. Even though I've been that person who's like on the cross getting spanked yeah. by multiple different people, I still like going there. I'm like, oh, can I do this? Like, is this okay? You know, is this, is it yeah. this acceptable? And yeah. to go alone, I feel like that's, that's, I've not crossed that bridge yet. So that I can't even describe that, you know, that's, yeah. it seems quite scary still, even though perhaps it's something I'd like to explore. Definitely. Maybe. Definitely. I don't know. But it's, it's even, it's hearing you say that and knowing that you already have those thoughts. That is the first step, isn't it? It's knowing I'm already halfway there because I'm already thinking about it. And then it's just getting to that point where you just go, you know what? I'm in. I'm doing it and I'm doing it and I'm doing it. And you go for it. And once you hit that bit, there's no going back. Or you just do it the one time and you're like proud of yourself and that's enough. Like right, that, yes. that can be enough as well. All right. Right. Mm. All done. That's um, okay. Back home. <laughs> do you ever instruct doms? Do you give tips to doms who or people who are just starting out yeah all the time absolutely so like with a with bdsm obviously when a woman comes to me solo she comes to be the submissive person in that situation but if i have a couple come to see me it's usually because they, they want to learn together like one of them is dominant one of them is submissive and we spend the session me teaching them first of all literally technique you know how to spank properly how to use the flogger but also to show them tech techniques and tips as to how to be more dominant um there's a lot of people out there that, that have the dominance in them but they don't know how to execute it so it's just showing them the different ways of doing it and, and, and also teaching them to find their own style to also like i say you know for me it's about laughter gigg giggliness and playfulness and i had a woman come to one of my workshops once who messaged me then afterwards and she was like i was intrigued about being dominant but i didn't know if it was in my character and she's like having now watched you because I, I end up dancing and everything like i guess i get really involved in the music and i'm like <laughs> dancing as i'm vlogging and i'm having a great time and she was like watching you just be so playful and laughing she was like that was I didn't expect that. I never thought that was possible. So she learned that for herself to then take it onwards. Um, can't remember the original question now. It's gone. Oh, teaching people. Yeah. So yeah. absolutely. Like, I do. I love. To, I, I teach people in the sense of I, I. I hate. It drives me mad when I see people that can't do it. You know, if I see someone flogging someone really badly, I'm like, oh my god, I need to step in because I want them to do it well. I want them to have a good time and do a good job of it. Um, but yeah, just also to give them those tips and how to be that person and find their own character and way and yeah for me as a dom was getting over the fact that you're potentially bossing someone around potentially inflicting pain on them uh, when you're brought up to be super respectful to everyone and you're mm -hmm. you're then saying actually i'm gonna i'm gonna create this power dynamic or this this differential between us Mm -hmm. um for me and maybe for a lot of the the doms that reach out to me that's their mental block they're like oh how is my partner okay with this they really want me to do that to them my partner wants me to do x to them mm -hmm. how do i become more dominant these are the kind of questions yeah. that i i see a lot and a lot of it is a mental thing it completely is. And I think a lot of it is just, yeah, recognizing, again, it's finding your way. Like, I'm the same. When I do have clients and I say to them, are there any particular words or names you want me to call you? And they tell me to call them like a whore and a, and a bitch and all this stuff. I, can't, I actually struggle to do that. Like, I will and I'll push myself, but I'm like kind of squirming a bit inside because it's not my character. I mean, I'm a nice person. Like, mm. I love being friendly to people. I love welcoming people. I love hosting people and looking after them. I've got this real instinct to care for people, which is why I do what I do because I want to care for them in that process. 
So the idea of them asking me to actually be nasty to me, call me a name, I find it really hard. And I end up when I'm laughing. So I'm like, this is silly, I can't do it. So I think those people that like yourself that feel that, like that's okay, like recognize it. It's okay to feel a bit awkward because it shows you actually do care and you are probably doing a really, really good job because you've also got the nurture inside you and a good dom should be nurturing to their sub, regardless of how extreme the situation is. You don't just beat someone up and then fuck off and walk away from them like you yeah. you hold them afterwards you give them aftercare a good any good dom knows to give good aftercare to check in with us regularly you know and so having those feelings for yourself shows that you have that capability and anyone else listening to this that's thinking i really feel like i'm dominant i want to serve my partner you know like i said earlier me coming into this was because I could see how much somebody needed that pain and I wanted to give them it. It wasn't because I wanted to slap them around the face and call them a whore. It's because I wanted to give them what they needed as a nurturing person. So that it I think came that from a place of care. It came from a place of care, exactly. And I think a lot of people will think uh, because they, they worry that because they've got the care, they're not good enough to be a dom. That's not what being a dom is. Yeah, being a it dom always it makes them a better dom. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, it does. So how did you get in? Like. Did you start off as a submissive in play spaces and then have a moment where you breached into dominance or did you go straight? You, you saw that yes. your friend was in need and you went straight to learning how to be dominant. I don't think I'd ever hugely explored it in myself as to what I was before that because it was new to me and I just hadn't really thought. I didn't think that was my, I was interested in it. I found it fascinating, yeah. but I didn't think it was my way of playing. And actually I, I was trying to explain to people that I am, I am naturally very dominant with women in a, in a play situation. If I'm actually playing with women, I can't be dominated by a woman. I find it really mm-hmm. difficult. But with men, I'm actually more submissive. In my relationships and stuff, I tend to, in sex, take that more submissive role. That's just the role I've always fallen into. So I think I always thought I was the sub and then realized that actually, but no, I'm not because I'm also this, I've got this other side. So if anything, I would say I'm personally more switchy. It depends who I'm with. So exploring that, I think, because I just didn't know how to do it. And then once I started learning, I went to see, I, I knew a master and I um, had met him through through my journey of exploration. I'd met him and I emailed him. I said, look, I have a friend and I would see her and I'd love to know how to do it properly. So I'm getting it right. Could you teach me? And that's how I got into then learning and then went on this journey to become what I am now. But I think it was, yeah, it was in actually actively doing it that I've now realized that there is the dominant part of me. Um, and now, I love it. I, I get absolute joy. I had a I had a client the other day that came in for a BDSM session that actually didn't want very much spanking. Not spanking her was so hard. Right. And and I've noticed the same guy who trained me says the same thing. When he came into this, he was like, I didn't think I was into king. This wasn't my thing. But now I like I see a butt and I want to hit it. <laughs> um, and it's because it's just now like it's our service to people. Like it's you just want to do it. So I guess, yeah, it's kind of just naturally evolved in me that I've got this more dominant side, but in a way that is is quite different. Um, but I'm also very submissive in, in, in personal situations, which is what I try and explain to people as well. Is this is also a role this is also a job sometimes and much as I I care a lot about it and the people I work with and I really do care for my clients it's also a job I'm also putting on a hat in that moment and playing a role and I think that's the thing to also remember is how far you take it into your real life and how far you take it into your play life and recognize that we are playing roles in these moments you know Mm. yeah Mm. I I wanted to come back on the the point you mentioned as well about the the caring side of it the new people who tend to visit Mm. my website are more on the romantic slash caregiving dom side of the yes. scale. And I, what I always say is, are both people getting mutual benefit from the situation? The benefits might be different, but 
mm-hmm. it's not about a dom just inflicting pain on his sub because he feels like it and he's had a tough day if she yeah. doesn't enjoy that because she's not getting yeah. the benefit whereas he is um yeah it, there has to be both benefits and again i see a lot of people who are submissive and they end up with doms <laughs> or people who think they are doms and they make them just do everything and the subs like oh i have to that do whatever he tells me and it's like well what are you getting yeah. out of this thing have you yeah. do you actually enjoy this do you enjoy this part of being a submissive and they're like oh i'm yeah. not sure i do and you're like mm, you might need to totally a, a good dom sub relationship is one that is a shared experience both people are equally benefiting from that moment and something i always try and remind people when i do my workshops i ask people right show me by show of hands who's the person actually in control is it the dom or is it the sub Who's really in control of the situation? It's the sub. The sub is in control. The sub sets the boundaries. The sub sets the consent levels. The sub says, the sub is the one that says red when they want to stop and everything ceases. Like the sub is in control, not the dom. And I think the people that understand that are the ones that end up having really good shared experiences where they work together as a team in that moment. It's the same as just having really good sex. Great, great sex is when two people have good chemistry and work together to have a shared great sexual experience where each person, even if it's one person's giving to the other, as long as it's like that's what's understood as being, you know, the what they both enjoy and want, then then that's a great shared experience. And that's the same with, yeah, subs and doms is it's about sharing the experience, sharing the emotional ride and the, and the the part of it. If you're just going in as a dom because like I've had a shit day and I want to beat someone's ass up, you're not a good dom. You're a terrible dom actually. Like in fact, you should be banned. In fact, if I see you in my club, I'm sending you out. Like <laughs> this is not safe and it's not fair and it's not fair on the sub. You can have that power dynamic. You know, it might be a, a wild dom and a sub that's super submissive and that if that's the agreed consensual thing and actually again that is the shared experience, yeah. then that's fine. But as long as that's what's been agreed and, and, and discussed and they both understand that, then that's okay. So yeah, I think an answer, it, it, it's a share, it's always, always a shared experience. And it's it's recognizing both our sub and dom that the sub is always in control ultimately. And as long as you know that, you're always gonna have a good time. You're always gonna have a really good time. I think that's why I like the term dynamic as well. In a dom sub dynamic, there is this sense of this is something that is a mutually beneficial um, coming together to highlight whatever needs to be highlighted in order for us to enjoy the experience. And mm-hmm. I do think it ends up, I mean, it is like adult play. It is, yeah. It's role play. It's literal. It is. It's completely yeah. that. It's, it's role play. It's shared passion. It's a shared experience. And whether you're a couple that have been together a long time and exploring it together, or whether you've just met in a club, had a conceptual conversation and gone into that situation, or even if you're a, a you know, a, a participant at a club coming up and seeing the house dom who's there to work. It's still a shared experience. It's it, and that's what it has to be. And yeah, as soon as it stops being that, is when it's just it doesn't work. And it is there's that playfulness. It doesn't matter how serious or how dark the situation might seem or extreme in terms of the BDSM content. Mm-hmm. It's playful. It's play. It's role play. It's, it's accepting that this is a lifestyle. Yes, to some degree, but it's also it's it's fun. It's play. Mm-hmm. What would you say if you had a new sub and a new dom who come to you what would be your your most basic tips if they're completely new to it maybe like a couple of tips for the doms couple of tips for the (laughs) subs what would you say first first biggest thing of all is communication in any respect in any respect communication um it's the most important it's it's, it's it's almost, I see words go, and there's some great ones out there, but for me, communication is as great as consent, because you can't have consent without communication. It's 
it's all in one. So that is always my first biggest tip is communicate, have a conversation, have talk, like make it fun, like have the conversation be part of the session, you know, part of the experience is actually talking about what are your wants and desires, how far do you want to go, what are your boundaries, not only what are your hard no's, but also what are your hard yeses, what yeah. you want to gain from this experience, right, that's just as important. So the biggest, biggest tip I would give anyone starting out in this as a couple or a single is communicate with the people you're playing with find out what's going to tick for you both and make sure you're on the same page and if you're not on the same page then you're not compatible to play and that's okay as well like it's okay to accept that um I always talk about as well with with consent and we talk about um this idea of like a sub needs to consent to the dom doing certain things to them it also needs to go the other way around you know if a sub says to a dom I really want you to choke me for example okay that sub's given the consent for being choked but maybe the dom doesn't feel comfortable with that maybe that's too extreme for them to feel like I don't actually gosh I was ready to dominate you but geez I didn't want to that's a lot for me to take on so consent is a two-way thing too that's that's the next piece of advice I would give and again this comes through communicating every, every single rule I think when it comes to any kind of etiquette or just consensual issues with BDSM and kink and sex in general is communication talk like be very clear on each other the second thing in regards to that as well is non-negotiation I always say to people okay so have your conversation talk about what you what it is you want what it is you desire what you hope to receive in the session or what you don't want to receive in the session and once you've got those things established stick to them do not renegotiate in a scene because for anyone who is very new to this something that people really need to understand is when you are going through particularly as a sub you know if you're being put through a very impactful um powerful playful even um session your brain chemicals are all over the place you're going up and down on all kinds of highs and when you said at the start of the session i don't want to be choked and suddenly everything's getting wild and it's crazy you turn around you're like oh my god i want you to choke me now no you do not because you are not thinking straight anymore you're carried away in a situation your brain chemicals all over you might consent now to something you don't really want to consent to because you're caught up in a moment so in that situation my tip for anyone going into that kind of world is to think okay so you've just asked me to choke you now we said we weren't going to do that you weren't keen so I'm not going to do it today but let's talk about it tomorrow when all the chemicals have come down again when we're no longer in subspace or we haven't done our sub drop and we're all passed we've had a hug and it's cool let's talk tomorrow about the fact you just asked me to do that and if you still feel like actually yeah I would have liked to have tried it then we'll do it next time but not this time so that that's a really important thing as well I I think think that's extremely important hugely important I mean, we've mm. talked about this previously. Yeah, you've said you've said at times, oh, you could have done anything. Yeah, when I'm in subspace, well, when I, okay. yeah, mm. as soon as I hit subspace, I reach this limit where I'm like, yeah, you know, he could do anything to me, and I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd say yes. Yeah, you know, and like, and I know, outside of subspace, I know that that's just the chemicals going on a little mm. joyride. Mm. That right. it really is what it is. But and in the moment, though, it's like, yeah, I, I want it. And I, I especially want it because the dominant wants it. And I think that yeah. is quite the tricky position to be in. It does. Yeah. T- it's it touches on co- consent and coercion because mm-hmm. in some space, yeah. you know, everything's out the window. It's everything. It is. And the thing is, like, you may in that moment go and do something you didn't think you wanted to and actually really enjoy it and have a good time and come away going, that was fucking brilliant and I loved it. But you also might wake up tomorrow and go, oh my God, I just did something I really didn't want to do and I've triggered something in me and now I'm hurt and I'm upset and I'm psychologically damaged. There's so much damage that can be done from that. That's why I would always say just you ha- people have to recognize and a dom needs to recognize that as well. The sub 
is the one going into that chemical imbalance that may not be able to make conscious decisions that are correct. So the, the dom needs to recognize that and a, and a good a good dom, again, it's that nurturing thing to know, I need to take care of this person right now, so yeah. So those are, those are some good tips, thank you very much. We've got a quick fire round as well, where I'm gonna okay. ask you a couple of X or Y questions, you give your first answer. Now, one has tried to predict which, which you'll give. Yeah. And I didn't tell you, but um, for every one you get wrong, you're going to get a spank. Oh, no. Yes. Did you consent to that, though? Did you consent? Oh, see, I will. <laughs> yes, I consent to it now. Yes. We have the dynamic where this is okay. Yes. yes. I love that we're like, communication is so yes. important. I didn't tell you this. Surprise. <laughs> Yes. I, I, yeah, yeah we have a free so use much, so. spanking situation going on. So, yes, he can spank me whenever he wants. Yes. Right. And he likes spanking. It would be yeah. more of a, a punishment. It's not as. I'm not actually. Punishment. Oh, I should have made some wrong. I, I, I mean, well, who you knows? Did. Maybe you I can, did. I can try and second guess what you think I'm going to oh, say. We can trick you out. Thank right. you. <laughs> this is where we start playing the game. Yeah. Well, you haven't even written down your answers. So, I have, I have to trust have... you that you have. You have it in your head. You'll see. You'll see the evidence. I have written it down. You get a gold down. star as well if you get them right. Oh, see, like do I want a gold? Oh, now I <laughs> gold right. star in one hand or a spink on the other. Mm. I actually can't. Both for winners. Mm. Yes. Both for yes. winners. <laughs> Win-win for everyone. All right. So, uh, romantic or passionate? All passionate. Okay. You yes. just keep a score. Okay. Okay. Just keep an idea. Uh, lust or love? Mm. Love. Inside or outside? Oh, outside? <laughs> you don't know why There's one wrong, That's it sounds like. That's a spank. Like. I mean, in what context? Well, what exactly, asking? you can interpret these as, as uh, however you wish. However you wish. Right. Give or receive? Give. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I'll keep checking you from yeah. your reaction. I'm not even sure if we're not, I'm just saying the words and then I'm going, is that what I want to say? Yeah, well, it's meant to be quick fire, it's, it's all good. Uh, wax or ice? Max. Yeah. Sorry. I was, I was... <laughs> yeah, let's get punish or be punished. Be punished. Oh, oh I wasn't expecting I that. I wasn't expecting that either. Oh, That's going to be another space. <laughs> Rope or flogger? Flogger. Yep. Yeah. Dom or sub? Ooh. Switch. <laughs> We did. I did think about putting that as an option. Now you have to choose. If you had to choose one, which Dom. one? Dom. Okay. Uh, sensual or rough? Oh, sensual, because that can be rough. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I'll take that. I'll take that. So. Uh, I think. Too wrong. I got too wrong. Yeah. Oh, that's no fun, is it? I should have made them harder. Well, maybe it can Two be spanks. five spanks each. Yeah. Multiple. <laughs> You're setting your own rules now. You see how the sub is always in control. <laughs> yeah, extra spanks to make it. You will spank me five times. <laughs> right, that's ten. We'll see. I was going to do it live on air, but um, it's a bit difficult. With the yeah, setup. there's too much equipment around here, but uh, we will. We'll just let everybody imagine what's going to go on exactly. later. Now that's it. Let's make some yeah. sound effects. Yes. Ah! <laughs> Yes, we've got a big enough desk here, so uh, we'll sort that out afterwards. So, yes, Erin, is there anything else you wanted to share or any other uh, things that I didn't cover that you'd love people to know about? 
I mean, I could talk on this subject forever. For me, as I say, the most important thing with, with any aspect of BDSM is just people, first of all, having a really good understanding of it. So whether you're new on the scene or if you've been around for a long time, it's just really, really knowing and being very clear about what is consent, what is etiquette, what are these relationships, what are these dynamics and how does it work? And I think once you understand all of that better, and I think every person listening to this or exploring it or not, you know, just under just take the time to really educate yourself a little bit before you start playing because it's so so important and you'll have a better time that's the most important thing I can say but um but in terms of when I love working with women um you know for me personally I'm bisexual I love playing with men I I it's, it's I think it even says it I don't think it says it on my website but it said it probably in my podcast but like I am a, I I love I love cock and I'm never going to not like I can't live without it but I love working with women because I love the sexuality of females and I love seeing women empower themselves in a way that I think for a long long time they have not been able to do or they've been taught that they can't they've been taught that we have to we have a as females we have this maternal inbuilt instinct that we have to care for everybody else and please everybody else and that our pleasure needs and our our needs pleasure in all senses not even just sex but our needs come second and actually watching women start to realize that no they don't have to come second they they can not only they can not only be equal but they can also come first and now that women are realizing that and that people like myself and other ladies out there can help them on that journey to really own that is wonderful it's such a beautiful thing to witness and the confidence that you see in women's lives generally once they've realized that is just so incredibly powerful so that's all i have to say <laughs> love it I think the world would be a better place if, if everyone was more open about what they wanted and went after Working what they wanted and didn't get shamed or judged for it. And uh, so, yeah. yeah, it's exactly the reason why I love yeah. having people like yourself talk about this to yes. uh, to, to normalise it, as you say, to make it Absolutely. to make people realise that it, you don't need to be ashamed of what you want. Uh, no. Go after it, in fact. Go wild That's for exciting. it. exciting. You know, I want to Isn't explore, it? you know, more with women now. It's like, especially after yeah. listening to your podcast and having a little browse on your website, it's like oh yeah there are these so many more experiences to be had in a session i'll send you over i'll do with discount great so on that note where can people find out more about where can you find out more about me so my website is serensins.co.uk and my instagram is at seren.com sins i always welcome people to contact me send me an email say hi even if you're like i don't really know what i want and i'm scared and i don't know what to do just send me that first message it's the biggest step and yeah from there onwards like whether it's central massage whether it's bdsm or whether it's just to have a little chat or or, or come to Skype club that's the other option too um yeah there's lots of ways to find me and, and for everyone listening to this podcast if you're ever out in a club and you see me dming at something i'm normally wearing something girly and latexy which surprises people and not wearing only black leather that's not me <laughs> but come and say hi come have a chat i love meeting new faces so yeah Perfect. Amazing. And just to, it's S-E-R-E-N. Seren yes, Seren is S-I-N-S. Exactly. S-E-R-E-N, like the number seven dot sins. Yeah, yeah. Seven with an R. Yeah. Of seven with more R. Yes. <laughs> lovely, lovely. <laughs> 
Great. Well, thank you so much for joining uh, us tonight. Um, it's been thank a pleasure you. to have you. And uh, for it's us, been a pleasure to be here. You. Thank you for asking me. And until next spanking session. You know, until next yes, time. May, yeah. You may meet again. Yes. Uh, Counting day. down the days. <laughs> Great. Thanks once again, Seren, for joining us here today. If you want to find out more about Seren, of course, go to serensins.co.uk. And if you want to uh, find some more tips for beginner doms and subs, then head over to kinkyevents.co.uk where you can uh, download my free ebook. And you've also got sensational scenes, which will give you a great guide on how to give someone incredible mental and physical experiences in and out of the bedroom. So go check that out at uh, sensational scenes on kinky events. So thank you for listening. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. And until next time, stay kinky. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Chief from kinkyevents.co.uk, helping you create the dom sub dynamic you've always fantasized about. <laughs>